Hey guys, welcome to another podcast. We're here at the headquarters of Billabong, and I'm here with the most influential man in my life, I'd have to say, seriously. Settle down. Settle down. <laughs> it's Gordon Merchant, the founder of Billabong. Hey, mate. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast, Gordo. No worries. How have you been? Yeah, good. 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 I'm thinking, wow, we, where do we start? My goodness. It's yeah. been uh, 44 years for you. Something um, like that. Something like that. Yeah. And it's been over 30 for me. There you go. And uh, it feels weird, me interviewing you. It should be like my brother Rocky interviewing us. Like, remember Rocky? Jack McCoy made him up in one of the movies. Oh, Rocky, right, Rocky, okay. Rocky, or was with Margo <laughs> somewhere. It was one of those skits That's that Jack right. McCoy yeah, used yeah, to do. Yeah, like but anyway, the, yeah. Like the fork in the road. Yeah, like the fork <laughs> in the road. There's been a few of those. Um, Gordo, I'm just going to start way back in the beginning, I guess. Uh, where did you grow up? Um, I moved around a fair bit. Um, I was first in Sydney till I was five, I think, yep. yeah, six. And then we actually moved to a farm in St Mary's, which is um, just near Penrith, below the Blue Mountains there. And um, yeah, I was there till I was think about 11, and then we went down to, I was at, went to Ramwick and lived in Ramwick. And used to walk down to Coogee and surf a surfer plane down to Coogee. Okay. Yeah, and um, played football for the school. And then we went back to St Mary's again. I think uh, I was probably about 12 then. Was, uh, yeah, I was just starting first year of high school. And I was there till I was 16. And um, used to ride a horse to school and all sorts of things. Um, you know, it was a, a farm in the early days was um, no electricity, no running water, um, one tank between six people, one wow. tank of water between six people. You know. You were able to have a bath once a week. Oh, wow. And there was like that much water in the bottom of the, ba in the bath, right? <laughs> and um, I was always the last person to get in. And oh, I said, no. look at it and go, I don't, I'd rather stay dirty than get in that water. Just <laughs> <laughs> go for surf. <laughs> there was no surf. At what time did you move to the Gold Coast? Was that your next move? Um, no, 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 no. Because no. um, you travelled the world, right? No, no, no. 1959, I moved to Maroubra. And that's when I started surfing. Uh, it was October 1959. I, I lived in Narrabeen for a while, yeah. then uh, Newport, and then Collaroy. Uh, that was when I was working for Scott Dillon, building, I was sanding for Scott Dillon, sanding okay. boys for Scott yep. Dillon. And um, I was there with McTavish and um, a whole bunch of guys, yep. Warwick Smith, um, McDooley, um, Bob and Peter Pike. Um, it was, uh, yeah, fun time. Um, a fun time. Yeah, it was, Just yeah, yeah. Surfing, shaping. Yeah. No, it wasn't shaping Not then. Uh, was Bob Kennison was working there and he taught McTavish and me to shape. Oh, he did, okay. Yeah, he showed us the basics, yeah. 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 From there, um, I caught a boat. I jumped a boat and went to Africa. Africa. I'd, I'd shape boards for, um, uh, uh, who was it? Um, uh, Batchy and Tony Wright. Uh, John Bachelador and Tony Wright. And, this uh, was early days, though, because this is 1966, 67, 67. Because yeah. you did invent the tucked under edge, but this is later. Yeah, yeah, later. I, I can get to that. Yeah, You'll get to that. Okay, so yeah. let's go back to the boat. How long did it well, take 
three weeks. It took three, three weeks, weeks to get to, to South Africa. It, it, it did, yeah. And wow. uh, I remember How riding. In, yeah, it was wild because um, I didn't know, have a clue what to expect. Yeah. It was, I'd, was it rough? I'd shaped boards for Tony Wright and, and uh, John Bachelador, and they had already been there before me, and they'd wrote yep. back to me and told me um, that there was good waves over there, and um, you know they were having fun. So I yep. was kind of at a loose end. Uh, I'd yep. lost my mother and was okay. looking to, you know, just sort of I guess find myself really, yep. Yep. and. Um, so I jumped a boat, went to Africa, and um, like I said, it took three weeks. We got to Cape Town, and John Whitmore met us. Um, John Whitmore was the local board manufacturer in Cape Town at the time. Uh, John Whitmore got me a job in Cape Town, and I worked for the local board shaper there, or board mm. builder there, yeah. Brian O'Donnell, with Viking surfboards. And um, yeah, that's when I met up with um, uh, a couple of the local guys there, and um, we, I, I think it was about been working there three months and I'd saved up a little bit of money and um, I bought an old car, an old Willys van with uh, a friend, Eric Taylor, from, who used to come from Bondi, was on the same boat. Yeah. And we both got off to Cape Town together and um, everybody else went on to Durban. Yeah. Because Durban was the place to be but yeah. we wanted to go to Cape Town and see what that was like. But um, anyway, so um, I, uh, we got this old Willys van and we drove it up to um, Jeffreys because we'd heard there was waves up there. And when we got to Jefferies, we went, whoa. It was all time. Yeah, yeah, it was all time. Was there a road into Jefferies? Uh, yeah, there was a track. There a was track. a track, yeah. Okay. That, um, How many houses there? Not many at all. Not many. You know where Sharon's house yeah, yeah. is? There was a couple before that. We were living in the last house on the- On the point? On the point there. Wow. It was back from the point. A little um, back. Yeah. Our, what would be the average amount of people you would be surfing within the water at J Bay? Not very many. Not many. No. no. Like no. Six, I, I used five. to say, well, um, yeah, probably about that. Depending on it was the weekend, the weekend a few of the PE oh, guys okay. used to show up. Yeah. And if it was a swell and the Cape Town guys knew about it, they'd come up, you know. Yeah. And every now and again, you'd get a bunch of the Durban guys come down, yeah. you know. Oh, okay. but, um, yeah, most of the time, you know, we, we were there quite a period. So, um, yeah, we got a, a, a lot. Yeah. I remember. Had a lot of empty days, I'm sure. Yeah, well, see, we weren't even surfing super tubes there. We were surfing the point and tubes. Oh, you right? weren't surfing up? No, 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 no. Oh, right. Well, at the start, right? At the start. Then a guy, two guys showed up from Australia called Murray Lee and Peter Inn, mm -hmm. right? And um, I knew, I didn't know Peter Inn, but I knew Murray Lee. I knew Murray Lee as a reputation because he was a big wave surfer from Manly. Yeah. And um, we got this swell while they were there. It was like 12 foot plus wow. super tubes. Yeah. Like, it was big, you know, and we, we've all just gone, <laughs> I'm like trying to go out there. Yeah, right. And these guys went out there. And uh, we and we it. stood on the sand dunes and and directed them to, uh, the between the sets to get out. To get out, know? yeah. And they got out there and they, yeah, they, were, they were killing it out there. They, were and they were the first guys to ever surf super, surf tubes. super yeah, tubes. Yeah, And then we started surfing yeah. after them, yeah. Because I guess when it's bigger, it's not as fast as when it's like four to well, six feet. Well, it used feet. to, it's, it's, I oh, think was it, it different then? Yeah, I think it was, because the sand dunes were there, I think a lot more sand blew into the ocean. Oh, so it was and, different. And, um, yeah, so the wave, it wasn't acute, so acute to the reef. To the reef. It broke out a little bit wider and oh, probably okay. wasn't quite as fast as what yeah. it is right now, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, we, um, that was a big winter, that winter. The, um, I remember, um, surfing swell after swell there and um, just thinking oh, I want to go and surf something else you know yeah, right. we used to go into PE when it was really big and, okay. and surf a place called the fence oh wow and it was, was that the wedge no it was like a wedge yeah. it was like a wedge yeah. it had a it had a um, 
uh, breakwater that went out yeah, about 45 yeah. degrees yeah. and the swell would come in, hit the breakwater yeah. and then bounce off the breakwater and, and go down, travel down the beach in this like perfect right angle, mm. or it's peak. Yeah, perfect I've peak. surfed it. I've and it, yeah, right, okay. yeah. and it's just this it's perfect incredible. right and left. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Just barreled down the beach, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. How much was that uh, boat ticket to get to... Was it a return um, ticket from the boat? Was, I think the price of the fare was $280. Um, we changed to from pound to dollars in 1966. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, and I, I was in a, um, a, that was an eight berth cabin, right? Really? And I had a friend there that, who got me into a six berth cabin. And, and it, it was, was full? Six people? You're in the bowels of the boat. It was, oh, it oh. was yeah. It was shocking. Yeah, yeah. Was it we were, we were on the, uh, it was a Greek liner returning to Greece, all these immigrants that, that had got this like free trip to Australia yeah. <laughs> and went, yeah, yeah, we've seen Australia, now we're going back home. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd never seen a boat so full in all my life. Oh, no. It was just packed. You I, didn't get seasick? I, no, no, I, I didn't actually. I, did, no, I was good. fine, yeah. We hit a swell coming you out did. of Perth. Yeah. It was like about, I don't know, 30 foot swell wow. and this big boat was just going up oh. and down and they were trying to set up breakfast. I remember them trying to set up breakfast and they'd hit these swells and the whole thought would just go on the floor. <laughs> they'd set it all up again and the whole lot would go on the floor again. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, uh, I think I was the only one eating through that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone else is sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're back. You're back, yeah. on the, um, you're back in Australia. It's uh, probably early 70s. Yeah, 1970 was uh, April 1970 when I got back to Australia, yeah. And so you came back and shaped? Um, I was shaping for Joe Larkin. Yeah, with Larkin, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had a little clientele from sort from Cronulla and yep. Maroubra. Yep. And I was building a few boards at Joe's. That was when uh, Brian Austin was there. He was the main shaper. Mm -hmm. And Michael Peterson was just a kid. He was like 15, 16, mm -hmm. 16 I think wow. he was, yeah. And Rabbit used to stick his head in, yep. and PT used to stick their heads in after school. Yep. Yeah. This is where? Uh, this is Mile Street Kira. Kira, yeah. Yeah, Kira, yeah. His factory was there. Yeah. Sweet. And then and then let's go to Billabong. Um yeah. that's just a couple of years later you started Billabong. Yeah, um, it was uh, 73. 73, yeah. you started with Rena. Yep. And yep. Um, what brought that on? Um, well, i i before I went overseas, before I caught the boat to Africa, yep. I had a friend, Tommy Moses, that mm -hmm. started a, a, a wanted I was actually coming to the Gold Coast for a holiday because he'd done a, his uh, tailor apprenticeship at Zinc's uh, menswear mm -hmm. at Oxford Street uh, oh, in Sydney, Sydney yeah. right? And uh, he'd come up, he'd saved, I think it was like 300 pounds or something yeah. at the time, and um, he was going up to the Gold Coast for a holiday. And I said, why don't you start making clothing? Because there's no clothing, modern clothing for, for, for you know, young guys, you know? Yeah. Not just for surfers, surfing, just for, just just for anybody. General. Yeah, just in what general. What was it, like just King G's and just really plain. Yeah, and, and men's suits and men's wears yeah, that had yeah. very traditional yeah. clothing, you know? Nothing you want to wear. And we were in the middle of the hippie area, you yeah. know? It's like we wanted something you know, pretty out yeah. there, you yeah. know? And uh, we wanted, you know, start, start that was fun. And yeah. uh, there was nothing like that. And, and, um, so he's they've cottoned on to the idea, and um, we thought of the name. We called it Cream Clothing. Cream Clothing. Yeah, wow. and uh, I helped him design his first range. Yeah. And when I got back in 1970, mm. he was killing it. Yeah, he, he? he was he was with Bob Cooper, and he had this bus, and he'd crew up and down wow. the coast, and he was selling these velveteen shirts with um, embroideries on, and board shorts, and all sorts of stuff. Mm. Yeah, corduroy pants, and uh, yeah, he was doing really well. 
And I was still saving boards, and I thought, shit, you know, like, um, I don't want to be an old shaper. <laughs> so I thought, well, and I met with Rena, and Rena was already making the crocheted bikinis oh, okay. and doing, uh, like, a, a pair of board shorts that she was making. Wow. And um, so I thought, well, you know, let's, let's see if we can you do, know, something. Yeah, do something with that, yeah. you know. And that's kind of where we started. Uh, and, um, and yeah, and then where I got them out on the kitchen table. We'd make about yep. 20 pairs okay. a week, and we put them in the shops on consignment. Yeah, yeah. And how? Where did the name Billabong come from? Um, I was building boards um, on the Gold Coast. Still building boards yep. during this period because Billabong hadn't really got off the ground, or you know, the, it was still subsidising our income through me building surfboards. And I had a sander that was working for me. And I was trying to come up with a name, and um, I said, look, I want something Australian. And he said, well, why don't you just call it Billabong? And I went, no, yeah, okay. And that was it? <laughs> that was it. That easy? That was that it. That was it. That yeah. I thought, well, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek for Australia, but for if, if you ever got overseas, it'd probably be a good name because people remember it. Yeah. yeah. So when did you realise you had something special happening with Billabong? Um, gee. It was always hard. I mean, we, we started with, we had no money. So yeah. it was just a struggle right from the beginning. And um, it was, uh, you know, no, there was no bank or anything like that that wanted to let, give you an overdraft yeah. or anything like that. You know, so you just had to battle on. And mm. um, it probably wasn't, I was competing against, uh, my, my main competitor yeah. in those days yeah. was probably Quicksilver, yep. who'd started a couple of years prior to me. Okay. And um, a, lot, a few of the local brands um, that were around, but most of the brand, or most of the uh, people that were manufacturing board shorts weren't surfers, so oh, okay. they didn't really know what they were doing. Mm. Right? They just made shorts that uh, looked like what you should go surfing yeah, right. in, but they weren't really practical. Okay, um, yeah, too like comfortable and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like cut properly for for a surfer, to whereas surf, a pair of board shorts, in, you know, yeah, they're going to surf in, you know. So that kind of made it easy for you know Alan Green and myself, mm. whereas we were surfers, so we knew about um, you know uh, what a surfer wanted. Yeah. Um, but you know, competing against Alan Green with Quicksilver was tough because mm. he, he was always seemed to be one that one step ahead of me. Oh, okay. And it's still it got to the point where they were the shorts had got ridiculously short, and Tom Carroll was wearing those yeah. really tiny <laughs> yeah. little shorts, and I thought. <laughs> This is getting all too silly, and I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go even sillier. I'm going to make them long. Oh, so you made the Okanui's. Yeah, I made the Okanui's. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, were they easy to surf in? Then we used to get our knees caught in. No, nah, but they look good. No, that was such a change. You know, yeah. like uh, fashion's really practical. You know, fashion's fashion. It's yeah. like you know whatever's going on that, that they yeah. they'll wear. You know, the yeah. original board shorts actually came down below your knees. Wow. Right. Um, and that was protecting these, you know. But um, From, yeah. yeah, this is right. This is going way back when, yep. you know. Um, well, I, I can't say all the shorts are like that. But were, the ones we grew up with were, that we bought were like that. They came down below your knees, mm. and they were actually called Okanui's. I think Okanui's yeah. actually a Hawaiian word. I yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I've got such short legs. All the they still go over my knees. You had to roll them up because they were long pants. I met you. Uh, in Cronulla, yep. Cronulla Surf Design, Mark Aprilovic had the store there and yep. I was a little, uh, you know, a little rat, ratting around, Gromit, just trying to get yeah. free stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, and, and I was lucky enough, and that was the start of our relationship. Um, yeah, Mark introduced us. Yeah, yeah he yeah, said, I've got yeah. someone you want to meet. And yeah, a little Grom, and um, they've got potential. Yeah. <laughs> so he yeah, said, sure. Like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And that was the start of it. Yeah, and it wasn't, it never got serious until you went in the boat repairs and got third. Yes. Yeah, right. And then the next year you've gone, I want to go on the tour. I did. I've gone, you're too young. You've I gone, did. And oh, I Terry was... Fitzgerald will, pay, will send me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, hot button. Hot button. Yeah. <laughs> I said, someone else wants to send me. But I remember that so vividly because I had my manager back then, um, I was in Sydney at Brian Walsh's office yep. that used to manage me. And I was with Jim Banks too, I think, and we called you up. Right. And he said, well, it's going to cost you $40,000. Well, it should have been not that much back then. No, it would have been. It would have been, yeah, yeah to do the whole tour. Airfares, yeah. yeah. Cool. They were easy. expensive way back in the day. Yeah, easy. And yeah, and I remember you like, oh, no, 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 no. It's like, is it too young? And then eventually you said, yep, I'll do it. And it was the, <laughs> it was the best day of my life. I'm like... I'm going on tour! <laughs> I drove home, or Jim drove home so far as I went back and told my parents, they're like, yeah, what? Uh, <laughs> um, how old were you? We, we, it was a break, I was only 16. 16, yeah. 16. Yeah. 16. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah. And I travelled with you much that you, year. Yeah, we did, yeah. 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 We travelled mostly together. Not the very first trip though. Like yourself, I jumped on a plane and went to Where'd you go? South Africa. Africa. Went oh, to okay. Durban oh, okay. and competed, okay. in the, competed in the Gunston 500. Oh, oh. Well, actually, no, we went together. What am I talking about? Because I'm getting the years mixed up because remember, we went to Sharon's first and we surfed yeah. J-Bay. Yeah. And then, oh, I'll get the oh, years geez, mixed I'm up. I'm sure you recall There's that. so many years, but I remember, and it might have been my second year, it was. Now, the first year, I went on, a, on the plane with Greg Day and, um, that, and they kind of took care of me. I didn't, I might have went all right, might have made the quarters, but I remember I stayed in one of those old hotels there on the beach right. but yeah, then yeah. I think it might have been the next year we were there together and we stayed with Sharon and Ari and and then the Durban Connors was coming up and she right. said you're not coming back to stay with me unless you win it oh shit that was a bit harsh <laughs> and her house was right on the point in the most perfect spot ever I've got my room and Gordon we went and stayed with her every year didn't yeah. we and but she said that and I'm like wow that's a big call but I went and I did win. I beat Sean Thompson in the final. Wow. Yeah. And oh. I came back. And I remember Peter Daniels shaped me a, the yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. Pepsi. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and I came back and I'm like, I won. Uh. And she was like, wow, I'm not going to get rid of this kid, am I? <laughs> um, but oh. what, what times? That I, we was, had. I was in the first Gunston, right? You and, were. And I had Sean Thompson in my head. Oh, you right? did. And he was a little grommet, right? Yeah. And I, I wasn't into surfing, you know, Connors, and uh, they just taught me, you know, because they wanted an Australian in there. And it was the very first Gunston. And wow, uh, yeah. I remember... Peter Burness was running it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I remember this wave came through, and I looked at Sean, and I said, yeah, I said, do you want it? And he said, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's yours. Oh, you gave it to him? <laughs> you gave it to him, yeah. Because it was Sean Thompson? Yeah. No, 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 because he was a young grommet. Oh, he was He a was grommet. nobody at the time. He oh, was a, right. Yeah, you know, I mean, but he was a young grommet that was oh. really keen. And yeah. um, I just went, yeah, yeah go, oh, for, go it. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so nice. Yeah. Um, at what point of time, uh, we'll go back to Billabong, yeah. did you start expanding overseas? First one was um, Japan. Japan, Japan. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matsumoto. Matsumoto. And, uh, we went to Japan together. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, well, we went there for the contest, and then yeah. you'd done that. Yeah. Um, I th I'm trying. I'm not sure if that was before or after. After. Yeah. Um, yeah, not sure. Uh, because he'd come to Australia. I met him um, here in Australia, and. Um, oh, he did. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, 
we were, we were, all, you, all we were doing really was just sending board shorts to his local surf shop. Yeah. You know, it was, it was so small time, you know. But um, I think their, their surf shop was called Hole in the Wall. Mm -hmm. And it was in Osaka. Okay. And um, yeah, so, but that was the first things that we exported. But then I came to realize that um, Japan was heavily influenced by the US. Yeah. And you weren't going to succeed um, in any big uh, way in Japan until you were successful in the US. And um, it, it was then, I think, at one of the very first stubbies that Chipper Rollins came out oh, wow. okay. and approached me yeah, and said that yeah. you know, he had a friend called Bob Hurley Bob that Hurley. wanted to, yeah, yes. uh, was interested in the, uh, licensing Billabong. Yep. And uh, yeah, so then I went over in the US and met Bob. And we did. Did I come too? I mean, we, yeah, 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 you came. I came yeah, too. that trip. Yeah, exact trip. We went. Remember they had the contest and they had to surf against Brad Gerlach? Yes. <laughs> He, he, he did. <laughs> you were pissed about it. I said, don't worry about it. I've got to mention that because I'm, I'm doing a knot cast with him tomorrow. Yeah. I am. He's here and he lives down in Torquay now and he's, gonna, he's coming up tonight Good. to do one. It's Skur. Oh, we could do He's moved to Australia. But we did. We, that Can he do the. He does the best imitation of Ock I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he's a piss off so much. So much. Yeah. I hated it. Right now, now I'd be sweet with it. But back then, I used to leave venues. There used to be a presentation, and he'd get up and take me off, and I'm out of there. I'm going home. I'm not even getting my trophy. I'm, I'm not happy at all. And I'm going to put that on him too tomorrow. <laughs> but um, hey, Gordo, we so we pretty much yeah. travelled that whole year. Like we stayed at Bob's house for those first yeah. couple of years, yeah. and yeah. when I had all that success, winning the um, U.S. Open, which was yeah. back then the OP Pro, or yeah, the, well, let's call it the U.S. Open back to back, and um, with Tom yeah. Curran yeah. in the yeah. days. Yeah. And yeah. 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 was that the time when Billabong really started going well, or was it just after that? Um, that that put us on the map, Oc. Yeah, that was that was so good for us to beat Tom Curran. At uh, uh, Huntington, Beach. Huntington Beach in the US was just amazing. And then do it two years in a row. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Like, because Tom Curran was like the you know, god of surfing in the US. I mean, the guy you know, uh, is a phenomenal surfer. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, to beat him there was just amazing. Uh, um, and yeah, that really kind of put us on the map. And, uh, so you gave was, Bob Hurley the licensee? Well, Bob was just a, a, a small-time you know, surfboard shaper, yeah. the same as what I had been, yeah, you know? yeah. and um, his partner, Joe Caninchal, was a school teacher. Wow. So they knew nothing about building yeah. you know, clothing or mm. board shorts mm -hmm. in particular. So I had to go there and, and train them. them. No, no, train them. Train them. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And yeah, the first year, I made everything here on the Gold yeah, Coast I and sent it to them, yeah. right? And there was no signed agreement, wow. no, no, no letters of credit, anything like that. Mm. It was just a handshake. Yep. And as he sold them, he sent me the money back. Oh, okay. Right? I didn't even do a costing on doing it. Wow, right? I just did it. Right? <laughs> and I was just lucky that um, it all worked out well because at that particular time, the Australian dollar devalued to about 50 cents. Oh, wow. So, so everything yeah. came back double. Double, so yeah. I, like, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it worked out really well. Yeah. But, uh, I remember when I said that you know, it came out that um, Bob Hurley and Joe Caninja were going to be the licensees for Billabong in the US. I think Quicksilver just killed themselves laughing because these guys had no experience yeah, at all, you know. Yeah. But after the first year, I it think they, uh, the laugh was the other like, way. Yeah, they were doing 15 million, we turned over five, I think wow. it was. But, yeah. wow. So we were, they had a serious competitor. Serious competitor. Yeah. 
Gordon, the 80s were, was such a good time for both of us, travelling around the world, yep. me competing, you um, doing billabong. Uh, any highlights for you? I, I can remember a fair few. Um, shit, there's a lot, wasn't there? Oh, we just talked about the... Yeah, the IP. The IP Pro. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember... But the pipe, the pipe was a big oh, one, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Remember, remember we were down there together and we looked at this and we were just going, no way, me? are you kidding me? They're going to put surfers out in that? It was like 20 feet. It was out of control. Uh, yeah, it was, was just ugly. I was so scared. Yeah, I, 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 I was terrified. And I just went, oh my goodness, you know, they're going to put surfers out in that? Anyway, so I said to Ock, look, it was a ridiculous format they had. You had to catch six waves. Mm. Like, to catch six waves in half an hour, that was just crazy. You know, especially in that. So I said, look, just wait for the set to come in. After the set's broken, shoot straight in there, get a little one and get out of there, you know? <laughs> so well, that's, that's exactly what, he did. what I did. I've <laughs> done did. it the whole day. The whole day, that's what he did. And uh, it was funny because um, we were also sponsoring um, Ronnie Burns. Yeah. And Ronnie Burns was the, was the man for pipe, you yeah. know? And he was unbeatable. And he should have beaten Ock, except that he only caught five waves. <laughs> Ock, he caught six. <laughs> so Ock, he won. Yeah, it was... Uh... Yeah, oh, well, we woke up in the morning that day because we were staying at Buddy McRae's house. Yeah, yeah. That, um, the, the kneeboarder that shaped for blast back then, which was a billabong licensee back then. Had the house on the West yeah, Peak yeah. at sunset. Yeah, yeah. Woke up that day and Randy Rarick came and said, it's on. And we're looking at Third <laughs> Reef. I'm like, you can't be serious. <laughs> He's like, go down there and look at it. It's, it's yeah, on right. fire. And I got... On fire? I remember, oh. well, I walked down, we walked down, I went out with Rod Kersop. Right. And we shuffled through the crowd, it was like five deep. And I went to look at it, there was no one out there. No. I'm like... Oh no, and everyone's like, what do I do? I'm like, we gotta go. But that day, because it started like 15 feet and then it dropped through the day, didn't it? A little bit, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the year that Joey Buran won. The next year, it yeah, was right. huge. Oh, the no, year it, I won. The year you won was huge. So huge. That's the highlight for me. Yeah, too. that was that was a big highlight for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, gee, other things that happened, there were so many things that happened. That like, year? Oh, well, the not 80s. that, no, no, but just in the 80s, yeah. 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 Like, it was, yeah, it was huge for Billabong, because you know, we were, we were uh, expanding like 100% a year, yeah. every year. You yeah. know, like it was just radical. I remember we went into the factory on, at Hibiscus Haven, and um, I looked at it after being in my house and thinking, shit. Yeah, you know, this is huge. It was a thousand square feet, which is like a, a hundred square meters. Mm. <laughs> it was tiny, a couple of garages, you know, really. But um, within within twelve months, I had the roof bowing, bowing because I'd had so much fabric suspended off it because wow. there was nowhere else to put it. You know? mm. yeah, so. Is that one? This one just over here? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, well, it's Miami. 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 Yeah, yeah. Miami. Okay. Yeah, up the road, just down from where we lived. Uh, um, yeah, and then. Um, no, that we, we were out at, we moved from there, Miami. Oh, out, to, out west. Yeah, we were and out at the gardens, the early gardens estate. We went out there, we were out there. Then we came over here, I built that one. You built that one with the wave on top? Yeah, the wave on top. Yeah. And the day we moved in, we had to rent also the factory on the, obviously the other side of the road because it wasn't big enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the 90s, uh, I right. hibernated. Yeah, yeah. Um, put on a lot of weight. Yep. Hibernation um, created depression, uh, and then I was kind of MIA after probably six or seven years on tour, maybe. Or maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. But anyway, but line. you remember yeah. the time? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Were you worried about me? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, I was just uh, so pleased that Jack McCoy stepped in. Yeah. You know, um, 
And then eventually you said, oh, come on. Yeah, snap out of snap it. Out of it. <laughs> get a grip. Get a grip. Like you said, it's, we can't keep paying you because, yeah, we need you out there. And um, you sent me over to the west. To the west. Yeah, that's right, with, with Jack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what he did, Gordo, yeah, was that. he started filming me from when I had the weight. So yeah. they used it in the documentary, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was great. So yeah. they, people could see actually how big I was. It was a struggle to surf. I was way over 100 I kilos. Know, I know. Sent me over to West Oz, so I stayed with um, actually George Simpson and Tracy, which yeah, was that's um, right. yeah. Jack's wife's yeah, yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they put me on the good program. Yeah, they're good I people. Ate really well, ran in tracksuit every day, and I came back and um, I'd lost probably 10, 10 kilos and right. I was back. And uh, I mean, not back yet. <laughs> um, but then I got through the trials, I drew Sonny, remember? All right, yeah, that's Sonny right. Was going oh, for the that was the big heat. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah, that was really yeah, heavy, that, wasn't it? It was heavy. Yeah, because of lots of threats and lots of crap going on. There was. Uh, I was very was nervous. Yeah. Um, we were staying together and I was asking your advice. I think I asked Ben Iper's advice, which was good. He's like, okay, you've got to surf. You can't yeah, let him win. Yeah, yeah, that's He's been, got to win on in his own uh, merit. That was probably the best person yeah. I talked to was Ben Iper. Yeah. He's like, okay, don't let him, don't let him. And I kind of yeah. did. I yeah, did. You did. I kind of was like, Sonny, like, because remember, I was riding but for Cowie. He screwed Cowie. up, didn't he? He it's did. Screwed I was up. riding for Cowie Hill at yeah, the, right. and straight up surfboards, and Sonny was too. So I was getting messages through Sonny, through Cowie. He gave me a word in Hawaiian, was called kakua, right. which means help. And I'm like, yeah. Sonny, I'll give you priority anytime I can. Yeah. Which I did. I was sitting very wide. Everyone's like, what is he doing? He's giving it up. But then Sonny broke his board. That what happened, right? Okay. That's what happened. Oh. And then I'm left out there all by myself and a bomb came and I'm like, I can't not go it. Sonny gave me the big cuddle on the beach. I beat him, obviously. And that was a highlight for me in the, you know, coming back late, late 90s. Um, yeah. And then was my next question for you, Gordon, was mm. I want to go back on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what did you say? To get it. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't think it was a good idea. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't remember what I said. What did I say? Well, you said, you said to me, I don't think it's a good idea. You said I know, because... I did, that, I yeah. yeah. Well, just because you said, you know, you've come back all this way, you're fit. Just imagine you don't make it. It's not going to be a good look for you. Oh, um, yeah, right. You yeah, know I'm what I mean? The consequences are failing. Yeah, yeah, yeah consequences yeah. are failing. But I never, I should never underestimate you. you know? <laughs> I mean, because you proved me wrong so many times. <laughs> I, yeah. And I'm like, no, Gordon, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, I, I know I can do it. And you, and then, you know, I mean, you didn't say not no. When I yeah. said that, you're like, okay. Every time, like the first time when I said I want to go on tour, I think I can qualify. You were like, okay, well, you know, give them a go. Yeah. And just like the second time, you first you said I don't think it's a good idea, but then you said, okay, if you think you can do it, do it. You've always done that for me, so yeah. very much appreciate that. Um, you start climbing, you know, in the dark days and. The good days, and I will ever, forever appreciate that. Yes, remember, everybody has dark days. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You just got to get over it and move on. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, you just got to say, like, every there's new days, and it'll, it'll pass. Don't dwell yeah. on it. Yeah. And there's always yeah. a light there, and, you know, you'll wake up yeah. one day, and you'll be feeling better, and you can get back to where you were or where you want to be. Yeah, I think a lot of people um, become uh, too preoccupied with themselves rather than thinking about other things. Mm. And, you know, I think it's good for people that do suffer depression to uh, try to get other interests and mm. maybe go out and help other people, mm. you know. 
and take take their mind off thinking about themselves. Yeah, you get caught in that thing. It just goes down and down. You wake up, it's yeah, me. Like just wake up and do something different. Yeah. And the final um, pipe gourd, I remember what happened. Like I got left out there because Rabbit and Michael Ho and that they were jockeying for second reef. I know. I was watching them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Rabbit came in and suddenly drowned out there. They, they, they both lost their boards. Yeah, they, they both. They, they both just got, got cleaned, cleaned up. up. It I was ridiculous. Even like the other crew, like Max Medeiros and Mickey Nelson, I think they got caught with them too. Uh, and uh, I got left out there for like 20 minutes. I was wondering where everyone was. <laughs> It's not easy to get back out there, get no. back in and get back out. Yeah. So I requalified, yeah. and um, did you ever think I would get that that world title after requalifying? Um, it's always hard. It, it, it's like I knew you were surfing really well, uh, but to win a world title, it, it takes a full year, yeah. and you can't let off. No. I think you probably got a couple of lucky breaks through that year too. I know? did, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, what was the contest at uh, Chopu? Chopu, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was only small or something that year, wasn't it? No, 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 it what was, was it? big, what? yeah. Yep. It ended up small for the final day. I mean, it, in right. the final day it started at about six feet, but it tapered off to like two to three foot in the final against CJ Hobgood, but... That's right, you won that event, yeah? Yeah, and I won Chopu that year. But we did, it was big through through the event. Yeah, right. But okay. I was pretty okay. lucky because I had a couple heats, once against Victor Ebus, right. and it was uh, it was pretty big, and I wanted it a little bit more than him. Right. And then I had Shane Beshin, and it was big that day too, and um, and I got over the, the edge there. But I mean, I was lucky I wasn't drawing like an Andy or a... Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, it was Shane Dorian or, or um yeah or someone what or other done. What were other contests during that year? The well, the three I won um that year, that one, and then I won Fiji too. Right. And yeah. it was pretty good, even though the final that year was pretty small too. And I was against Victor Rivas and then Mundaka. That were ah, my three wins. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not too sure if you and Mundaka were this that year. I don't think. How big right. was it? Mundaka will. It was Unglet Mundaka that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that so, was when it was best when they had that. Yeah, it was. So we had pumping beach breaks at Unglet. We made the quarterfinals oh. and then we got a big swell. So we had the, the we moved up to Mundaka and oh. they finished it off there. And I think I beat Hurdy Middle, Hurdy Gil Hermie. And then, yeah, in the final. All right. All but then that's when, so those three wins gave me a, a big enough lead to, to not have the pressure of finishing it off at Pipeline. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was Brazil. Yep. Yeah, so. And um, you're looking so well. <laughs> like, you're, um, you're still surfing, like, you live yeah, yeah. to surf. I know you do yoga every day. You yeah. eat super well. You look fantastic. I can't ask, you don't want me to ask you how old you are because you don't. No, no, I'm 73. It. 73? Yeah, okay, 74 well, in October. But still not riding males or anything. Um, I'm not riding uh, uh, five tens that are two, yeah, no, I don't two, mean that. Not, two and an eight. Not riding short shortboards, <laughs> but what are you riding? Um, what I've done is um, I've my, my go-to board at the moment is like a seven O. Okay. And um, epoxy. Epoxy. All yep. boards are epoxy. Yep. And um, it's twenty inches wide uh -huh. and two and three eighths. Okay. Uh, to two and a half, depending on you know what, what I'm doing with it. But I moved the wide point back, and okay. I put a, a, a really nice curve through the outline, so, oh, so you can. So it serves like a shortboard. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, yeah. and um, so I've been having fun on them. Yeah, been good. So you've really got the best of all. You got it all covered. Well, you know, look, I hit 50, yeah. and I was as stiff as a board. Mm. 
And my three daughters were in hysterics watching me trying to stretch because I thought, <laughs> shit, I better, I better do something about this because I, I, when I tried to surf, I was like a tin soldier. I was like so stiff. And um, anyway, so I was, I was 49, nearly 50, and um, I thought I'd better start to stretch because I'd never stretched. And I used to surf like Burley or anywhere. I'd surf like eight or nine hours a day. You know, this is be you know four billabong, mm -hmm. and um, I could do that for like about four days, and then I just collapse. Yeah. You know? um, but uh, you know, these days, as um, like well, when I hit fifty, I realised that I was just getting too stiff. Yeah. And I'd had arthritis in my both shoulders, mm -hmm. never stretching, paddling yeah. like crazy, like yeah. those things, uh, like those what days I did, and my neck was bad, my back was bad, and so I started to stretch and. Um, yeah, I solved most of my issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. every day. Yeah, Pretty I mean, much. yeah, I mean, I can do the splits right you can. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want? Can we see that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. I've never been able to do that. Wow! Look at that. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> that is so cool. No, well, yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, it's it's all part of growing old, and it's like if you want to still be active, I think, you know, when I grew up as a kid, you know, like I thought everybody stopped surfing or doing anything yeah. physical, um, yeah. you know, sport, that uh, was about thirty, mm. and they'd all just go to the pub or whatever, yeah. and, you know. Anyway, so you know, and never in my wildest dreams thought that at eighty, yeah. oh, sorry, at, at, at uh, seventy-three, that I'd be able to do the sport, so I'd be still surfing. It's you know? amazing. Yeah, so it's just. Um, but you look so fit too. Do you have any cardio in there, or is it just surfing? I, I, um, if I'm, if the surf's not working yeah. and not happening, yeah. you know, then I'm on the. I'll jump on a, a treadmill, treadmill and do you know, like oh, okay. nine k's, ten yeah. k's, something okay. like that, you know, and do it pretty fast. Yeah. Just to keep your cardio yeah. going, yeah. you know. Um, or do a few laps in the pool. Um, yeah. Just um, generally trying to stay as fit as you can. You know? yeah. So, Gordon, what are some of the philosophies that you've stuck by during? your incredible career? Um, just, I, I think basically it, it's persistence. Mm -hmm. It's just being persistent, you know, not giving up, um, working each day. Well, I never really had a plan or, you know, Ren and I never really had a plan to like be, yeah, to be, we're going to be this, we're going to be that, mm. you know. It was just do what you can every day and, you know, the next day will look after itself, you know. Um, and you know, I think that was what we did. And to try to think outside the box, just because you know, my, one of my famous ones, one of the ones I like to go by, is that just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean it can't be done. Okay. You know, um, and try to you know think laterally. That, that, that you know, like I said, outside the box. Don't because it's. Um, hasn't been done before doesn't mean that you know it can't be done doesn't mean that you know it, it wouldn't be good um, you know just try different things and really think about what you're doing you know concentrate and think about what you're doing and it's usually you'll find that the person that's put the most most effort into it is the person that's going to be the most successful wow. you know um, yeah, a lot of a lot of my best thoughts come in the middle of the night. You know, mm. like I'm lying in bed. You know, <laughs> like I'm, and, and I wake up, and, I, and because everything's still, and your and your and your mind's still, it's like things can come to you. You know, and and you tend to let things flow through your, through your mind. Um, so I think that's probably you know one of your most creative periods is when you can cancel everything else out and just let your mind you know. Um, 
uh, run as it wants to run, you know, without you trying to influence it to think in any one direction, you know, just let it open up. And um, I think there was a, you know, a famous Buddhist that um, had a, an American scientist come to visit him and um, he was filling up his cup of tea and um, he kept filling it till it overflowed. And the scientist turned to him and said, what would you do that for? He said, it's like your mind. You've got so much in there, there's nothing else can get in. You know, empty your mind out and be open-minded about wow. everything. And yeah, you'll find... That's what you do in the quiet, because you do meditation too. Yeah, with the, just with them stretching usually. Yeah, with them when yeah. you're stretching. Yeah. When it's quiet, this yep. is what can happen. Yeah. It's great advice. Gordon, 44 years of running Billabong. Looking back now, what are your, some of your best memories? 44 years, that's incredible. Yeah, um, I think some of the best memories are the early days. You know? Yeah. Um, we had, when we first moved into a factory, well, initially I had, uh, after, you know, we, we passed Rena up, trying to do the 20 board shorts a week uh, on the home sewing machine. Um, we were, had uh, outside machinists, and I'd travel anywhere from Kingscliff to uh, uh, the Southport, even Labrador. And um, I did that for probably 12 months, but the, the quality wasn't coming together because they all had different machines and they all had different stitch lengths and yep. it was looking a little bit um, shoddy. So we brought them all into our factory. We got this little factory at Hibiscus Haven. And we had 15 girls in there. And um, yeah, they'd, uh, it was all very casual. I used to wear board shorts and a pair of thongs yep. each day. You know, and I, I, like I was the, the cutter, I was the pattern maker, the uh, sewing machine mechanic. You know, the, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I remember when Myers came in, they sent two buyers there that they wanted to buy from us, you know. Yeah. And we didn't want to sell to Myers, you know, they were a department store, you know, yeah. they were surf shop based. And, yeah. um, anyway, so um, they looked at me and said, oh, uh, can we see the uh, foreman? And um, I, <laughs> I just laughed at him and said, I looked at the girls and said, who'd like to be the foreman today? So they all put their hand up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they used to, it was fun. You know, they used yeah. to have water fights when it was really hot and all sorts yeah. of stuff would go on in there. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think the early days were the fun days. Early but, days, uh, yeah. It was you know, the hardest, but also you know, had the most fun. Mm, yeah. yeah. And now um, you're so happy with uh, your family. You've got beautiful Deborah, your lady. Yeah, yeah. You guys travel yeah. the world together. Yeah. With the county. Yep. Mostly, and uh, and you're happy. I just want to say thank you, Gordon, for everything you've done for me. I love you. <laughs> Good luck in the future with the company, and let's uh, keep it going. Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another rock car. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.